Good evening, everyone. Good evening, everyone. I know it's dark outside, it can make us feel asleep, but we came to worship our God. So I know it's a few days to Christmas, and uh, everyone has been busy wrapping gifts, writing cards, doing so many things. When you listen to the mothers, they're saying, Oh, Father, we are so busy. The fathers also saying, We are also so busy. I don't know if that's true. But as we come here today, last week I got a, a phone call from one of my friends. And he called me and said, Father, what should I, what do you need for Christmas? I said, that's a very, a very loaded question. What do you need for Christmas? Of course, I said, I think I have everything I need. So then he says, yeah, but we need to get you something. What should you get you? I said, well, I can use a blue Tesla because he drives the Tesla himself. But that question made me really think about what do you really need for Christmas? We wish so many things, and we're getting so many presents, but what do you really need? And the more I kept on reflecting upon that question, I found the answer in the gospel if I just heard today. Emmanuel, God is with us. That's what we need for Christmas. That's what we need. God is with us. That's the gift God is asking you also to give your spouse, to give your family, to be with. That's why when you read the Gospel of Matthew, that's the opening word. God is with us. And when Matthew is closing in, in chapter 28, verse 20, Jesus says, I'll be with you until the end of the world. God is desired to be with us. So this should be our Christmas gift for everyone. That's what we need, to be with God and with those we love and those around us. Let's spend some time with them. The first reading we, we hear today is from prophet Isaiah chapter 7. And we hear this prophecy of Isaiah. Isaiah and the gospel we see St. Joseph. I'm so glad that today we have a chance to talk about St. Joseph because so many times we forget him. If we don't forget him, we always remember him when we are selling our homes. The poor guy put him upside down so a house can sell so fast. That's what I hear. But we see two characters in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. We have St. Joseph in the Gospel of Matthew and we have also Ahaz and the prophet Isaiah. So those of you who have been paying attention, if you read the Gospel of Luke, Luke is giving us the Christmas story in the eyes of Mary. The angel comes to Mary, the incarnation takes place, it's through the eyes of Mary. Mary goes to Elizabeth, Mary does all these things. It's through the eyes of Mary. And the Gospel of Matthew, it's through the eyes of Joseph. The poor Joseph, the angel comes in a dream. But of course, as we know, in the end, he does God's will. But in the first reading, let's connect these two and see what's going on. During the time of Isaiah, but before that, we know when King Solomon died, his kingdom was divided into two, the north and the south. The north was Israel, the south was Judah, and the capital of Judah was Jerusalem. The capital of Israel 
was Samaria. But next to them, there was a small country called, kind of a kingdom called Syria, and their capital is Damascus. But during this time, Assyria was the superpower, was controlling all everywhere. If you remember, if you remember the story of Jonah going to Nineveh, Nineveh was the capital of Assyria, the empire. So what was going on? All these small states had to pay tribute to Assyria. Of course, they had to pay taxes to him and all these things. So Israel and Syria come up with a plan, you know. Let us rebel against him. Let us fight against him. So they wanted also Judah, where King Ahaz was, to join them in this fight. So Ahaz said, I will never join you because if Assyria comes, we have no chance. So the two countries, Syria and Israel, put up a team to go and fight Judah, overthrow Ahaz. Now Ahaz gets into this panic and he decides he's going to go to Assyria, the empire, and ask for help against his two neighbors. That's when prophet Isaiah comes to him and says, Ahaz, do not be afraid of these small nations. God is going to protect you. But what we know in the history of Israel, King Ahaz is also known as one of the most evil kings. The things he did, he even sacrificed his own children. That Isaiah comes and says, Ahaz, God has sent me to tell you that he is going to fight for you. You do not need Assyria's help and support. Ahaz said, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't care about that. I have a plan. So Isaiah tells him, well, if you can't believe my words, ask for a sign. And Ahaz says, I don't need a sign. I won't tempt God. Because in the back of his mind, he has a plan toward Assyria. That's why Isaiah says, okay, if you have refused, God has given you the sign. Say it, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And this is name you'll call him, Emmanuel. So why is Isaiah so much on Ahaz? Ahaz's heart has turned away from God. Ahaz relies on foreign forces, not on God. And Isaiah is trying to tell him, God has been with you all along and is still with you. Now remember, Ahaz is a descendant of David. So is Saint Joseph, a descendant of, Joseph, uh, of David. So we have Ahaz on the side, we have Joseph on the side. Joseph is a faithful man, trusting and loving, faithful to God, but he has a crisis. He's confused because his betrothed Mary is with a child and he doesn't know what to do with her. She looks and says, you know, I won't put her under this shame. Because the law said if someone went through into, into adultery, the punishment was stoning her to death in front, of, in front of the father's house. So Joseph says, I won't put this poor family into this. I'm going to divorce Mary quietly and keep everything under, under the rug. As he was still thinking about Mary, he cared about Mary. And that's when the angel of the Lord inter interrupts his plan and says, Joseph, this is what you're going to do. 
taking Mary your wife, and from today on, this is your role. You are going to name him the name. It's you to name him Jesus. Joseph finds that he has a place to play in the salvation history. He listened. He saw. He acted. See, judge, and act. Joseph knew that what Mary needs, he needs, she needs compassion. She needs caring. What she needs is love. Because she was listening. She saw, he saw, and he acted. So this Christmas season, I want to ask you one thing, that there are so many people who are so lonely this Christmas season. I was in Manakea visiting a person who they called me and wanted to talk to a priest. When I went there, I said, what's going on? She had one son who lives in uh, Lake Zurich. The woman is, the woman is in uh, Manakea. And they had made these plans. The son was coming to pick her up yesterday to go to her house for Christmas. Along the way, the son was in a car accident and he died. This woman was crying. She has no one else. So that's going to be her Christmas. So we can say it's the one most wonderful time, not everyone. So as Christians, God is asking us, can you see, judge, and act? Can we open up our hearts and bring the joy of Christmas to everyone? Like Joseph and, uh, Joseph and Ahaz, God initiates the plan. God initiates the movement. God interrupts Isaiah and says, I'm doing this for you. He interrupts Joseph, I'm doing this for you. So let us allow God to interrupt our plans for Christmas so we may touch so many lives he wants us to do. So as we come together as families and friends, always leave room for God's interruption. Those are what I call the God moments. The Lord be with you.